This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On today's show, Shang-Chi rings true at the box office. Is it Daniel Craig's time to die? And we celebrate fanboys with conversations. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 95 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And we have some guests today that we're very excited to have with us for this very awesome conversation this is going to be. So um, That's enough of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Pat. And I'm Charles. Oh, he's Charles. <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> I, I like how you picked up on that anyway welcome guys yeah welcome. it's great to have you Thank back you. finally yeah it's, yeah, been, a, it's, it's been a while it, it has your and, agent um, is really hard to do business I, with i mean i keep trying to fire him but like well then it would just be me and that's okay. problematic <laughs> yeah, so, that's fair. yeah we can't have that um so uh yeah no we um we've been looking to to get back with you guys because last time was such a blast so uh oh, i'm glad gosh. we could yeah. make it happen yeah agreed my face just stopped hurting about a week ago <laughs> mine no. hasn't okay. My, okay my face is already hurting from before we started recording <laughs> so and you, and you missed, yeah, you missed the ladder that. joke <laughs> yeah i mean i missed some of it too so we're off to a great start here um, now, just before we get into it is that uh that intro is fantastic by the way uh that is love. mr cam ray yeah cam ray oh, oh uh, yeah, okay yeah whatever all right yeah okay. yeah <laughs> That, that was Say no more that talented guy. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was before he hit it big with this with this whole Chuck Eubanks thing and all the stuff he's doing now. <laughs> he's too big for us. Before he was on Good Morning America. Yeah. <laughs> Started talking Dave. to Dave Filoni and all that crap. He's not the only one that's been on Good Morning America, okay? That's true. That's true. fair enough. They're very true. <laughs> You guys stayed humble, though. Well, I mean, you know, that that four and a half seconds of fame gets to you quick if you're not careful. So. It will. It will. Yeah, yeah. My smile speaks a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, maybe four or five. Four or five. <laughs> oh, man. So for anybody that's not familiar, we usually start our show off with uh, a recommendation. Um, It it can be any kind of recommendation. Um, It could be a book, it could be a video game, it could be a movie, TV show. Um, Adam, do you want to get us started? Yeah, mine's a little unconventional, but I've been watching a lot of uh, Discovery Plus lately. And I've actually been watching Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates. 
and I've been having a blast watching it from season one. It's uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's reality TV Indiana Jones. <laughs> Uh, so Josh goes on all of these different, uh, journeys and, and adventures and what he's doing. Is I thought you were talking about me for a second. So. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do that. <laughs> Unless you've been to Malaysia. Josh recently. goes on. Huh? <laughs> oh, that job. Um, so yeah, Josh Gates goes on all these different, uh, adventures and trips and he's looking for, you know, myths and legends. And so he, he you know, he stops and talks to the locals or, or he, go, you know, goes to uh, experts and things like that and, and tries to figure out, you know, the truth uh, behind or the historicity behind some of these legends and myths and stuff. Um, he, he's done shows on, Atlantis and went to Japan and you know did some uh, scuba diving there and you know you know found usually finds some interesting stuff. Uh, he's looked for uh, Amelia Earhart, you know, her, you know wherever her final resting place may have been. Uh, it's, it's just really interesting stuff. Um, you know, it doesn't usually find any groundbreaking, earth-shattering stuff <laughs> things, uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's actually pretty like educationally. You learn a lot of stuff along the way, so it's it's fun. It's a funny show. Josh is a funny guy. Josh Gates is a funny guy. This Josh is okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not really that funny, so. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. So that's my uh, recommendation: is Expedition Unknown. All right. Well, thank you for that, Adam. And um, let's go to Pat. You have a recommendation for us. Oh man. Um, well, I've been um, reading some Star Wars comics, and okay. I've been watching some uh, What If on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like two weeks behind now on What If. Well, I'm really I think it's what time if. to catch so, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if yeah. I what if I did that? That would be that would be. What if you did? That would be an alternate mm-hmm. timeline. Let's stick to mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's really it's a, it's an interesting creative take on um, you know sort of alternate realities that you can't do because it would grossly affect the the timeline and and the the stories Mm -hmm. that are being told so it's a great way to be able to tell those stories without affecting anything which is really uh really what was really cool about the the comic run yeah um back when they when they had done that uh because you you had all these debates all these like nerd conversations about oh well what if this and what if that and and marvel took that and ran with it which was really an interesting take and i have several of those comics that um i always found really interesting so it's really cool to see that on screen yeah agreed (laughs) yeah agreed um i I, and i i really enjoyed in particular the one like what if the avengers died basically i I really really enjoyed that one that might be my favorite so far but i haven't watched this past week's yet so Mm. um but that is a great i like the one about the kelvin timeline Was that? <laughs> That's boring. <laughs> a ladder and a Star Trek reference. Wow. I can't do it. Is that the J.J. Abrams episode? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's been too long a week for that right now, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it was hard to watch. There's a lot of lens flares in that episode. Yeah, I'm sure there was. <laughs> you had to wear sunglasses. It's weird like, to an- it, yeah, it's weird to animate a lens flare, but you know. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> big splotch of white. <laughs> oh man. Well, try, Charles, do you have so, a recommendation? Charles, how about you? Yes, um, <clears throat> I will. I'll of course agree with uh, Pat as well. The What If series, and I have one comic from the What If series, the original run. Uh, it was what if Craven had killed Spider-Man, and it's still one of my all-time oh. favorite comics. And the cover is just such powerful drawing, and it was a great story as well. And to see that come back uh, on Disney Plus was fantastic. Um, uh, it was really, really good. But um, so for my recommendation, uh, I would say hot on the heels of watching Ted Lasso on um, Apple plus which is a great fantastic series show. by the way oh so good that's a recommendation right there uh that was mm-hmm. a gem that i did not expect um and it was it's a fantastic series and um it's uplifting it's uh it's positive and it's it's one of those things where you can watch especially these days where there's bad news if you find it uh, all around he's just so positive and brings a, a, a wonderful feeling um, with humor and it's, but it's still edgy, but it's, it's wonderful show. But that being said, we uh, gave a shot to morning show, which is another Apple uh, plus sh- uh, series, which I think launched the service as well. And my wife and I just started watching that last night, uh, just as Bill was there to watch. And it's a fantastic show. It's uh, we're only two episodes in, but the acting is phenomenal. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Reese Witherspoon do a fantastic. The supporting cast is fantastic. It's a really, really strong show as well. And uh, that would be my recommendation. Awesome. Very nice. Yeah, I, I started watching that and I didn't get around to like something happened and I didn't continue it. But I would like to get back into the morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that recommendation. Um, for me, it would have to be Really, I've been reading a lot of Dune lately, the, the novel, mm. and um, it's it's getting me more and more excited about seeing the film. It's you know it's it's definitely very dense, and, and there's a lot to it. It's it's a complex you know read, um, but I've I've really been enjoying it, and it, it I I feel myself very much pulled into that world and that that universe, and I think the world building is just terrific, and I hope that translates on film as well, and um, so yeah. If, I'm getting really excited for that and just enjoying reading that one. So cool. that would be my recommendation for this week. I almost had a book recommendation this week, but I'm going to save it for next week. I haven't quite finished it up yet, so I'm going to bring it to you next cool. week. I tried reading Sounds Dune uh, when I, because I obviously was, because I'm old, um, the first Dune, <laughs> uh, the original one, uh, David Lynch movie, and I love that movie. And if it's on, I'll watch it. It's one of those movies that uh, spoke to me in a very similar way that Star Wars did. Um, I tried reading the novel, couldn't do it. It just wasn't, it was thick, like you said, it was a complex read. And the only comparison that I can give to it at this point um, was um, the Wheel of Time series. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's I have not. massive, I have not. No. like 13, 14 novels in this thing. These things were a thousand pages. They're actually doing a live action series for it. I just found out. Uh, like six months ago and there's a trailer for it anyways long story short um it was a it, it was a, one of those world building um uh, style novels that's set in 
uh, you know, swords and sandals, that kind of stuff and mysticism and everything. So it's a cool okay. series. But um, every time I see Dune and I see the movie, the promo for the new one coming out, I say, you know what? I, we should try reading that again because it's, it's a great story. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am definitely enjoying it. But that wraps up our kind of recommendations for this week. And I think we're ready to talk about uh, the news of the past week. Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! All right, so first up in the news, we're going to talk a little Shang-Chi, um, which debuted to like 8.8 8 right. million. <laughs> I, 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 I still, I'm still Americanizing it. <laughs> Shang-Chi. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, ever since I heard like the people <laughs> working right. on the film, yeah. good for you. they're doing it. I'm like, I better do it right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I applaud you, sir. But it, thank you. Thank you. Um, but it debuted to 8.8 .8 million on Thursday night in Thursday night previews, which is the second highest preview night during the pandemic. So there's, there's that for you. Um, trailing only black widow so that it looks promising for, for for a decent week weekend it's projected to open between 45 and 50 million domestically um for the weekend so you know th this is a this is one i'm really excited to see it's been getting really rave reviews both critic and you know just regular people user reviews as well so uh, <laughs> club so that that the last i checked on rotten tomatoes it was like um 99% audience reviews. Which I, is, I, I know in crazy. our Discord server, uh, Spencer saw it already, and he said that it was one of his favorite MCU movies so far of all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Out of so, like, yeah, so wow. out of, yeah. That's high praise. Very yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we got our tickets. And he's actually Tuesday, not the first person I saw so. say that. I, I saw someone else say that too. And I, I don't figure it was, but so it's uh, mm -hmm. not the first I've seen that be said so. mm. yes yeah, so adam it looks like we have a treat in store for tuesday evening yes when we go so yes nice you guys are going that's great fantastic we, we yeah. have our ticks Woo. indeed um another one i keep talking about all the time anytime i get the chance is ghostbusters afterlife which actually got bumped back a week um because top gun maverick was moved yet again um and Ghostbusters Afterlife took that slot just a week later. I'm not sure what it was going to be going up against on November 12th, but November 19th it'll be going up against uh, King Richard, the Will Smith um, drama biopic about or biopic about uh, the. Help me out here, um, Serena and Venus Williams. It's about. Oh yeah, show. yeah, that looks mm -hmm. actually pretty good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it'll it'll be going up against that. Okay. So, but you know, okay. excited for both. But I'll definitely be seeing Ghostbusters first. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for that one for a while. Yeah, that trailer sure. was fantastic. Um, we mm -hmm. watched it a couple of weeks ago, and Bernie, my wife, didn't have any any idea it was coming out, mm -hmm. and uh, she's like, "Wow, that's I got to see right away." It was one of those like, oh, there we go, sold." Yeah, and Absolutely. if it has Paul Rudd, I mean, you know, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, he looks like oh, he's yeah. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Another, actually, a show that I watched this summer. I watched season one. I don't know if you guys have watched The Sinner or not. I, I watched um, season one on Netflix, and I was very impressed by it. You know, I, I was I was pretty blown away. And I haven't watched seasons two or three yet, but they're, they USA did debut a season four trailer this week, um, and season four will be coming out on Wednesday, October thirteenth. And I didn't watch this trailer because I didn't know if it spoiled anything that happens in seasons two or three. So I'm going to wait until I watch those seasons before I check out this trailer. But I am excited um, about this show's return for sure. Cool. So if you have not seen this there, that's another recommendation. So you're sneaking in another recommendation there. (laughs) Yeah, I I like to do that anytime I can, you know. Um, Crafty fellow, you. (laughs) Indeed. But we got a um, also a final trailer for um, James Bond, No Time to Die. And this trailer, I, I liked how it really brought everything full circle from, you know, the, all the previous Bond films he's done back to going back to Casino Royale and, and now leading to this. And mm-hmm. I think we got a better look at um, Rami Malek's villain in this one as well, yeah. um, which looks great. And yeah, I mean, is it is it no time to die for Daniel Craig, or is it time to die for Daniel Craig? That's that's oh, I think no. the question. Very um, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought he, sure. I, I mean, thought I, he was dying before that trailer. But you know, when the, seeing how that trailer was worded, I'm pretty sure it's happening. Yeah, it looked that way. <laughs> yeah. so. According to Daniel Craig, well, maybe it's time to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just watched Skyfall uh, a couple days ago, so I'm I love, getting, uh, love Skyfall. Yeah, I love, I love yeah. Skyfall. It was a it's a very it's a very uh, non Bond Bond movie. You know, it's more of the Bond yeah. action hero Bond movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually I adore Skyfall. It was a good change of pace, I think. And then I actually love Spe- Spectre too. I know a lot of people kind of rag on Spectre a little bit, but mm-hmm. I love how it brought you know. Craig back into like the bond role. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I've, with the exception of quantum of solace, I, his movies have been pretty stellar. So I agree. I'm going to be sad to see this era. end. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's had a good run. I mean, I've yeah. enjoyed his, his uh, portrayal of uh, bond. I think yeah. as a, as a whole for, you know, having grown up on Roger Moore, mm-hmm. I think that his uh, sort of his, level of excellence throughout his movies regardless of like little bumps you may have had in the movies his tenure has been absolutely fantastic and believable that's yeah. it's it's a yeah it's a it's an era that's going to be ending soon but uh it's been a good one for me he's actually my favorite bond and i know that's controversial oh. for sure uh but he's actually my favorite bond and uh i grew up during the brosnan era my although mm. my first one that i've ever seen was uh, dalton it was the living daylights and uh oh. Timothy Dalton's really <laughs> underrated, I think. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, Timothy. Girl with the cello. <laughs> See, Dalton Not has doing always anything been for you. ruined. He's always been <laughs> ruined for me because I first saw him in Rocketeer. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, he's always, every portrayal of him I've seen reminds me of him being the villain in Rocketeer. Yeah. So so that's having fair. seen Connery and Moore and um and then Dalton. Yeah. I was like 
why do they have a bad guy playing Bond? Because he's in my in the in the deep dark corners of my mind is he's a bad guy. So so I'm always I like I understand that I can't I can't get on board with with Timothy Dalton. As, it's almost uh, like it's, a, it's hard James. to see Sean Bean as anybody but a bad guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's so true. yeah, I understand yeah. that. And speaking of all that, you know, this isn't actually on the news, but uh, Disney actually announced that they're working on a Rocketeer re- uh, mm-hmm. continuation. Really? I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love the Rocketeer. He's it's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's really got a jetpack. He's got to be cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> actually, I mean, there was one Hollywood Studios. Not yeah. to. Not to. Just, get just like on. Boba Fett, right? Well, I mean, kind of, really. Um, so, not to get on a tangent, but um, <laughs> that's what we do. Um, there is a um, a privately owned um, uh, airplane museum uh, about uh, thirty miles outside of uh, Walt Disney World, off of I four, and um, it's called Fantasy of Flight. Fantasy of Flight. Yes. Flight. There you go. Fantasy of Flight, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there, and um, it's very interesting. It's got a, it's got a lot of aircraft from World War One, World War Two, um, present day craft, and and everything in between. But they do have the um, the little yellow racing plane that they used in the movie, The Rocketeer. Oh, that is so they have cool. the the actual one that they used. Um, they made two of them, like two different styles of the same era aircraft. And um, and then the production company came to them and were like, "Hey, we want to use this." And they were like, "All right, cool." So yeah, it's there. It's it's really kind of a cool. I I saw it and I was like, "That looks like the Rocketeer plane." And the guy's like, "It is the Rocketeer plane." <laughs> so, it's pretty neat. Thank nice. you. Sir. <clears throat> That's cool. And um, there's wait, uh, my favorite Bond is David Niven. Thank you very much. <laughs> Terrible. Crickets. I I also prefer blonde. James Blonde. <laughs> James Blonde. <laughs> Daniel Craig first I blonde, actually, blonde reference for you. I actually own that version of Casino Royale. Ooh, nice. I just know his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a very different version of Casino Royale. Very. <laughs> yes, right? Very different. <laughs> That's for sure. Not at all like the one we saw a few years ago. That was like, you know, not to, you know, belabor the bond, but that was a fantastic way of starting his tenure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, a really strong story and mm-hmm. like the different approach they took with it, but, um, fantastic way of starting off uh, the, yeah. uh, his era. Yeah, it was a strong story, too, and it got you immediately invested in in Craig yeah. as Bond, and off he went. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't agree more. It definitely pulled me right in, and I was, to be honest, I wasn't a huge Bond fan until the Daniel Craig films. It's just something I never got into until until Daniel Craig showed up, so I've really been enjoying this run. So sad to see that era end for sure. Um, and last up in our news for this week actually is a little bit of news on DC Fandom, um, which is it was announced that it was going to be kicking off at 10 a.m. on Saturday, October 16th. It'll be a one-day event. Um, 
and we're getting kind of a, a look at some different things coming to DC fandom. We'll get some a new trailer possibly for the Batman. Um, new content from DC League of Super Pets. A first look at Black yes. Adam. <laughs> I know you yes. guys are excited about that, right? Wow. Um, League of Super Pets. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting that you mentioned that my, my wife is a big fan of, of The Rock. I mean, who isn't? And um, I just showed them, my wife and my daughter, um, Shazam. Uh, really uh, last good. week yeah i love shazam and and i was like oh wait i've seen it three times and my family has seen it none <laughs> so um i was like listen we're gonna watch this movie and they loved it and she's like is there a second one i'm like well there will be but before that shazam um and then um black adam of course so um so i told her that that dwayne johnson was playing black adam and now she's like chomping at the bit for more Black Adam. Nice. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to a Shazam sequel as well. I um, really enjoyed the first one. Um, yeah. So looking forward to DC fandom. Um, anything else anybody's excited about for this one aside from DC League of Super Pets? <laughs> Not really. I mean, really, that's, that's occupying most of my brain space right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I swear to God, if they didn't have any DC League of Super Pets, I'd be I mean, what's the point of DC that. fandom? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, that Robert Robert Pattinson uh, Batman is looking increasingly interesting. Every time we yeah. see yeah. something, or yes. you know, I don't spend a lot of time watching trailers. Uh, it's very rare that I actually do it. Um, for the most part, uh, as a family, we'll watch the final trailer once uh and pat and i do the same thing for star wars we watch it once and we try really try and stay away from spoilers and um but of course you know social media being as it is yeah you tend to see some things and i don't actively search for them but every time i see something from that production it's like wow this is really yeah, yeah. really mm -hmm. intriguing as a movie and uh i'm really looking forward to that one for sure yeah, I'm with you on that. Very, very intrigued, very excited. But Batman's my favorite superhero, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this iteration of it for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the news this week, and I think it's appropriate that we're going to be talking about fanboys being that we are fanboys. So let's do it. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, Charles came to me actually uh, with an idea for a show, and as soon as he mentioned it, I knew we were going to have to do it because I have never watched the movie that he told me we should watch. And so my first time watching this movie was today. Uh, but he actually uh, mentioned the idea of talking about fanboys. And uh, thank you, Charles, for that idea. And I know that when I brought it to Josh, Josh had also never watched it. Uh, it's one of those movies. It's one of those movies where I feel like when I watched it today i was like i feel like i've watched this before but i'm not sure if i've watched this before so i, I it, it was weird I was <laughs> but i enjoyed it yeah um full credit by the way if it weren't for pat oh, blah 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 watch the clone wars blah 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 watch the animated series blah 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 if it wasn't for pat i would not have watched fanboys either because i mm. actually wasn't aware of it uh as a mm -hmm. sort of star wars fan pick 
uh, it was a, uh, a discovery for myself as well. So it was uh, much in the same boat as you guys. The first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is one of those movies I should have seen, but I hadn't. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much in that same boat. Like, I actually thought it was, I was kind of surprised by what it was. I, I, um, I knew of it. I knew that I should watch it. I thought it was kind of more like a, um, I don't want to say documentary, but I thought it was more like, because uh, <laughs> this is not a documentary. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. And no. I, 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 don't, I, like, I, I don't know what I want to say, but I wasn't expecting you know, what you the actual, just comedy. And I was actually, you know, kind of, I was very much okay with it. Um, I, cause I, I really liked it a lot for what it was. Um, um, just to say, I don't know if you guys, I mean, if you watch this movie closely, I got like a bunch of star Wars references that I jotted down. It was, Oh, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Pay attention. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, are, are you talking about, um, C3 P face and R2 D- <laughs> so 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 yes of course time out time out time out um we actually just spoke of this yesterday yes. i said do you think they'll mind if i mention c3p face and r2d head yeah in their right. episode Literally, you just made the weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, that might get edited out. I don't know. Adam does the editing, but... That's okay. Know. I'll leave it in somehow. It, yeah. Oh. <laughs> sound effects over a couple just of words. bleep, bleep me out or something. Right, right. I guess now's a bad time to mention uh, Kirkland's box suckers. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, it, you know... For me, I guess I was the one that saw it first. Yes, you absolutely. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, so, since you recommended um, to Charles, yep, and Charles recommended it to us, the chain exactly. of events leads us back. To, yeah. So, <laughs> so if there's anyone to blame, it's me. Um, I got it. Okay, got it. Um, it was one of those things where I'd heard about the movie. And then it was like about Star Wars fans, and I'm like, I'm a Star Wars fan. That's me. So, mm-hmm. so I wanted to see it, but I couldn't find it. So, so I got the Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. um, I watched it, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> you know, being 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 a bit of a fan of a Jay Baruchel, anyway. Um, yeah. It yeah. was. Uh, it was. I was like, oh, Jay Baruchel, and then I. I you know, seen Kristen Bell and things. So I was like, okay, that works. And, um, and, uh, you know, Sam Huntington has, has gone on to be in being human with hmm. Sam Witwer, who oh, has yep. such a, uh, Star Wars presence as well. So, um, so it was immediately something I was, I was interested in. I was like, oh, I got to see this movie. I saw it. And so, I had two friends growing up that were those guys. Mm. So the three of us together were these guys. And like like even down to like punch a chewy when we're in, in the, you know, mm-hmm. my friend Chevy Chevette, like which is, you know, arguably the Millennium Falcon of the of the American uh, vehicles. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, like punch a chewy and then like you know, driving down the highway. So we were those dorks. And 
we still are those dorks. So, you know, it was immediately something that captured my attention. I was like, I make these references every day. Mm. These are my people. Yeah. And it's so funny, it, it's funny it, that I you immediately say that. connected with it. It's funny that you say that because after watching this and then sitting down with you guys and, and, and looking at your screens and seeing your, your faces and everything and your personalities, I was like, I could totally see Pat and Charles like being in this movie. Like, I, I want to see you guys on this on this adventure. Like, I could totally picture it. So it's perfect. We do have a map to Skywalker Ranch, so we'll be all right. Can I be with Conversations. Since we're Canadian. <laughs> the self-proclaimed king of improv of Montreal. I would have to say the same thing is that when I first saw this movie, um, it was uh, it was not what I expected. It was it had heart, it had yeah, a, a yeah. great caring story, and uh, for me, when I first watched it, this illness that one of the main characters Linus has mm -hmm. for me was almost like a ploy. It was a a plot device that wasn't necessarily stated as an actual truth it was just oh he's sick let's go on this uh you know let's go on this this trek this this almost trek. pilgrimage to uh skywalker ranch and at the end of the movie it's like holy crap this is serious and mm -hmm. that punch at the end of the movie it was it i mean it, literally watch it this week and again i i've seen this so many times i know the story it still gets to me and uh his acting when he's watching the movie it, it still hits that hits that tone and uh, it's for that heart, it will not only be an homage to all the nerds and the uh, references that we do every day, uh, it also has that heart that we can all really appreciate. For sure. So I'm, I'm going to give a quick synopsis of the movie uh, just for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. High school friends Hutch, Windows, Linus, and Eric reunite at a Halloween party in 1999 and realize that the last three years since high school have led them down separate paths. When Eric, who is the prince of his father's car sales business, finds out Linus is dying of cancer, he decides to hit the road with his friends to help him see the Phantom Menace by breaking into Skywalker Ranch in California. Along the way, they find love, Trekkies to beat up, and they realize that these are more than just movies. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the film, and you're a Star Wars fan, you, you owe it to yourself to see it. You really because do. Yeah. It's 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 really you know, I can every time I watch it I see especially the two of us yeah. being idiots and <laughs> and our wives looking over like this is what we married. <laughs> this is what we married. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so I figured we could kind of break this into like three main parts here. So I wanted to talk about the cast, uh, and then figure we could touch on the story a little bit more, and you know, kind of end up with what this means to us. And the story is like Charles mentioned is pretty deep, and uh, there's actually a, a good bit there to talk about. I think you know as far as what this means to us. Um, so let's start with the cast. Uh, you know, we already mentioned Jay Baruchel uh, as Windows. Dan Fogler is in this as Hutch. Uh, Sam Huntington is Eric. Chris Marquette is Linus. Kristen Bell is Zoe. That's kind of the main uh, central cast there. But there's cameos all through this freaking thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't even know where to start <laughs> with cameos. 
Um, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth is in there. Rogen. As a huge Seth Rogen. author. Rogen. He's a, yeah. He plays how many like three roles in this? <laughs> he plays um, three roles. Yes. Da- as a huge Office fan, David Denman's in this. He plays Chaz. Yeah. Uh, and um, Craig uh, uh, um, Craig Robinson as yeah. well. Uh, Billy, yes. I mean, if we're, well, Billy be, before we get into those, Danny Trejo <laughs> shows up. <laughs> the chief. The chief. The chief. Uh, so let's get into some of the Star Wars actors that jump into this thing. Uh, Ray Park. Dan McBride, who's in Ray this Park well. is in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You, um, Billy D. I mentioned K- Carrie Fisher, uh, not Star Wars actor William Shatner. Uh, <laughs> not Star Wars actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Jay Muse. Mm-hmm. Kevin, yep. Uh, Will Forte, <laughs> actually yes. as well. Craig, oh did I do? Did we mention Craig Robinson? I forget. I think you said something about The Office, and I said Craig. Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah, thanks. Right. Yeah, Craig Robinson's there too. Uh, I mean, just Peter Mayhew actually is in there is in there as well uh, as himself is actually not credited even. Um, <laughs> there's it, it's amazing how many how many people show up in this movie, uh, and I, I think it's one of the things that makes it special is not just the central cast. I loved seeing Kristen Bell by the way. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned Jay Baruchel. One of my favorite unsung Jay Baruchel movies is actually The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> That's a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> oh boy, so Pat's about to burst. <laughs> go for it, Pat. Not to go on a tangent, but not to go on a tangent, but um, one of one of my favorite things about the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, you've um, <clears throat> you 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 do have uh, such a such a brilliant mind as uh, Nicholas Cage. In that film, and you know, you take that character and you kind of uh, bring it, bring it up a little bit of an octave, and then you're all of a sudden uh, right Christ. back at Jay Baruchel, right? So, so it's you. You've got those two two major characters there. They're they're the sorcerer, and then and then and then the apprentice. So I mean, you're you're right there. Uh, I I love that movie for that reason because yeah. I can do that that impression switch immediately. Uh, but yes great film yeah so i will claim that chaz by the way is my brother um in real life (laughs) he sells cars and he's an a-hole so (laughs) it's the wars brah although he'd never say the word brah and that's an interesting that's that's a very interesting thing that we both have that sort of situation where you know we both grew up with a brother that was less than enthused Mm -hmm. with our passions yes and um as is jazz um uh you know which in in my case you know followed along in the father's business and um uh but to have that sort of quasi negativity growing up Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've both experienced firsthand. Yep, yep. Which which again kind of endears the film to us as viewers. Yes, yep. Because we identify with them more uh, succinctly in that it's very much a click. You surround yourself with people that you know who love the same things that you do, like 
right. Josh and Adam, mm-hmm. those that they bring us together and, you know, right. strength in numbers. And guess what? In our fandom, nothing can defeat that. You can say what you want, but it's still an awesome thing. And then by the time that episode one rolls around in the film, Chaz is there with the boys because he realizes what it means. And, you know, my brother at the same way is like, right. she lays Mandalorian. It's awesome. Like, I, yeah, I know. I've been watching it since the beginning. Um, yeah, so it's um, again, it's another one of those layers of the film that that oh, that's the you know the the jerk brother, but it's like I you know I I identify with with that jerk yes. brother because I had that jerk brother who has since seen the lights, of course. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Uh... I gotta say the cast I thought was really stellar, um, and oh, seeing yeah, all of those, <laughs> yeah, the cast, yeah, and and seeing all of those uh, cameos or appearances, I, I thought made it even more important as far as like a, a fan, a, a film for fans, you know, um, really kind of solidified it. See all these people behind it, you know what it was, uh, and. and Seeing Carrie Fisher and Billy D there were just you know, it's important. I think it shows that this is for the fans and that these people are behind that and they love that. You know, that's always been an interesting part of the of the saga of the franchise for mm-hmm. me is the. Love of those that are a part of it yeah. for yep. what it means to fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's um, Ahsoka, there's uh, Ashley Eckstein, mm-hmm. who's been tremendous. An amazing with fans. fan Mark ambassador. Hamill yeah. has been, you know, fantastic with fans. So, like, the actors have noticed, um, mm-hmm. you know, because when you think back to Star Wars in 77, when. When George was trying to, you know, sell this to a studio, and everybody was like, eh, "This seems weird," and we're not really on the same page with whatever this is, um, you know, and and then the fans have turned it into this crazy thing that we're all talking about forty years later, um, you know. It's all fueled by the fandom. Mm-hmm. So to have all of these people that, that have been you know, instrumental in the process, these actors and these creators and all from the, from the franchise, embrace the fandom, this is just another avenue for that. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, Carrie Fisher, she slipped Chris Marquette the tongue when he kissed her <laughs> in the film. Like, that sort of stuff that's like... My gosh, you know, they, they, they mentioned, oh, you know, should we have him kiss her? And she's like, I'm on board with it. And then, then, then <laughs> it's like, and Chris Marquette's like, uh, Carrie Fisher just like French kissed me. <laughs> like, like, insane. But that's how on board these, these, um, yeah. these contributors to the franchise were with the fandom, which is really very cool. And and this is a very much a Star Wars movie, but I love that there's the Trekkie aspect to this too. And I know that they kind of you know um, rag on the Trekkies a little bit, uh, but then you know William Shatner shows up. It, it's it's something that you know it's it's embraced by by him, you know, being the captain. Uh, 
and I, I love seeing that, you know, because it, it, it once again it's for the fans, and you know, I think that I, I, I think that they recognize that it's all in good fun, you know. <laughs> Um, because without that type of thing, like conventions don't exist. The Star Wars weekends, I know they don't do that anymore, but th those things don't exist without those people showing up to support that type of thing. And it's the same principle here with this movie. You know, it, it, it carries a different weight because these people showed up to do this type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, let's get into the story a little bit more. You know, we talked a little bit about, it. I gave the synopsis, uh, you know, um, it, it, this this really ended up being a lot more. It, I wasn't expecting, I guess the like the forty year old virgin type humor, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yes. it, it very much I think is in that vein, you know. Uh, so if you're familiar with that at all and are a Star Wars fan, you mash those two together, and I think you end up with fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I love the opening crawl and how it, at the, the end opening of it crawl it said, was awesome. It said at the end, sent from my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. So, so having the the Blu-ray, um, I watched the um, the film with commentary. And nice. <laughs> Kristen Bell is is one of the people in the commentary, and um, you know they they're like, oh yeah, we decided to put the crawl in late, and um, you know we just just seemed to make sense and all. And she's like, yeah, but it's in 99. Why are we talking about sent from iPhones? And they're like, well, I guess it's in the future talking about 99. Right. <laughs> it's like this definite tangent about the about the... sent from my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Such nonsense. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, and like Charles mentioned, the story, like it... it like the whole thing with with the cancer does doesn't really seem to be much of a uh, much of a factor until you get closer to the end. You know, it, it's the catalyst for the story, and then yeah, I, you bring it back to the end. It doesn't really show up again until the hospital scene, mm -hmm. uh, and then it gets heavy. <laughs> yeah, there's that word again. Yeah, I honestly didn't think it was gonna go there because I thought like by the end of the movie they were just gonna be like, hey, we were just joking. He doesn't really have cancer. I actually thought that was gonna trip. happen too. Like I thought yeah. that was gonna happen, you know, and it didn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I think that Dorita speak to to Marquette's uh, acting. I mean, obviously the story pulls you away from that reality of what right. he's going through, but the subtlety of the way he plays his character and you know shrugs off the tiredness or like some of the fatigue whatever in some of those scenes you see uh he's so driven by this plan and like you were saying adam this story is uh based on them as um you know six-year-olds planning this cross-country trip to go and 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 uh see uh the skywalker ranch and when the force awakens sorry force awake wow <laughs> there's a freudian slip of the uh <laughs> menace was announced they planned this to, to you know uh, in sixth grade sorry they planned to go out uh, and do this and mm -hmm. that was his driving force and like in your synopsis they drifted apart you know and during high school and and um what's his name here uh eric you know uh he you know yes. he became uh more entrenched with his father's car dealership drifted away mm -hmm. from star wars and his drawing and that also is another draw as a Star Wars fan. You know, the dark times, as we all refer to it. 
-hmm. between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. We, if you read the books, great, but you pulled yourself away from it because there wasn't anything going on. And so guess what? Real life sort of pokes its head in there. And not only does, you know, um, he go back to his dad's corporate and starts working the regular job, Linus actually gets cancer and he's on, you know, he's on sort of a short path towards him dying. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't change their passion for Star Wars. And that's one of the beautiful things about the story is that that essence of Star Wars and the excitement and the purity of that story of Star Wars brings them back together. I have to say, yeah. Eric is the character I completely identify with. That that is me. I, I mean, you know, I don't have a, I don't work at a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> or cut amazing uh, commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like that—that's me. I feel like that, I had that whole thing where, you know, I've always considered myself a fan, but I have—I've had those, you know. Dark times, like you mentioned, um, Charles, you know, where I kind of stepped away and did some other stuff. Uh, you know, I even had, uh, and Josh can attest to this, I've had a few years where I wasn't hanging around my normal group of friends for a while. And, you know, I've kind of reconnected after that. Uh, had a lot going on, you know, with work and, and life and all that stuff. Life poked its head in, like you said. Um, you know, but then there's that there was that reconnection period uh, for me where we kind of got back with a lot of those old high school buddies, college buddies, and you know, kind of remembered what that was like. You know, you know why we have those friends, and uh, you know that whole character and his arc really hit home for me. Like that that was one that I could 100% identify with. Yeah, it hit home for me too. And, and Adam, even speaking of our own relationship with each other, you know, just like the Star Wars was what really brought us back together again, mm -hmm. you know, to do this podcast yeah. and everything mm -hmm. and, um, you know, reconnect in, in that way too. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars has the power to do that, you know, it has the power to reconnect people and connect people. And um, yeah. it's really the heart of this, this film, I think. And, you know, and like, kind of like Eric, like we, we, we remained friends. It wasn't like there was any like fallout or anything. We talked online, you know, we, mm -hmm. you know, we did that type of stuff. Um, but then, you know, and I don't remember if it was actually the force awakens that kind of, you know, you know, got us back to seeing movies together and all that stuff. It might've mm -hmm. been before that. I forget. Um, but yeah, that really kept us going, you know, for, for until this day, this very day. So, yep. You know, absolutely. And I think what's interesting about the the film, like Charles was saying, with the uh, you know life getting in the way and all, it's like, well, now you know, with this one character that's facing this terrible situation, you've got this escape. Hmm. You've got Star Wars that you can that you can escape the reality and, and the, the terrible nature of your situation to to you know come to to press pause on life and and just escape into this this world that you grew up with that you love and so then this trip is is a way of kind of you know manifesting that idea you know into the real world where you you hop into your friend's van and go across country um but at the same time it's it's sort of a uh like a last chance to to you know experience this opportunity that you've been talking about for you know 
13 years, 14 years, you know? And then um, it's really cool to know that this kind of stuff has actually happened with with fans. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking about that. Terminal illnesses and how Lucasfilm has, has brought, you know, members of the production company to people's houses to screen the film for them that that were terminal and it's it's one of those things that kind of bases it in reality but at the same time it you know it it does lend itself to the surrealism of of these guys actually breaking into um skywalker ranch and all Mm -hmm. right you know if it wasn't for um our honda odyssey being sort of dead in the water uh, in our in our driveway right now the van as pat brought up would, uh, would actually be that uh, that entire i mean if that van does not represent the different aspects of so many niche fandoms you got the the, the trading cards yeah. on the inside you got the paint on the outside you've got slave i love one. the arabesh and you yeah, know, all that arabesh, stuff. exactly yeah. it there are that van in itself represents rush rush (laughs) (laughs) only rush of the entire fandom in that one element and they obviously they spend a lot of time in it and but it's a metaphor it's a metaphor for them this vehicle that is a treasure trove of star wars fandom is bringing them to their ultimate goal and that's that was not lost on me it was it was that it's the Millennium Falcon of their of their mm-hmm. trip, and it's yep. extremely important. And while being fun and uh, you know uh, punch it chewy and the whole bit, it was just uh, it was fun and you laugh at it and it's a joke. But at the end of the day, it's like wow. Even down to that van, it was a very important character in that movie. Yeah. Sure. So let's get into the meaning of this whole thing. And I, I, I'm going to have to get up on a soapbox in a little bit here. Um, <laughs> but uh, what does this whole thing mean to you guys? I know there's the whole cancer thing. I know that it gets very heavy there. But what does this movie actually mean for you? Uh, I would say let's do this on a personal level. Um, Josh, how about you go ahead and start? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, and I, I think I talked a little bit about it just with uh, our relationship and our reconnection, but I think it's just, you know, it's something that you, as a big Star Wars fan, that you can relate to because, you know, you, you have these kind of thoughts and experiences, whether it's going to a big convention or trying to go all the way to Skywalker Ranch or, um, you know, all these adventures that you want to go on being a Star Wars fan and <clears throat> It just brings that to life, you know, and it's like, what if a fan like me just went on this, this adventure and you can kind of live vicariously through, through those characters and everything. Um, and just the overall meaning of, yeah, I mean, life sometimes gets in the way and we drift apart from people, but we can reconnect and, um, and that's something that I've been able to do recently, just like Adam said, you know, I, I'd kind of drifted apart from people myself and, um, being able to reconnect with them recently has been really, really valuable to me and meaningful. So yeah, that for me would be, that would be it. Go ahead, Pat and Charles. I don't want to take up this whole thing. <laughs> um, 
I would say that it's the interpretation of the fans and how that relates to how important it is to them. And I'll, I'll use Danny McBride's character as an example where, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's, uh, I've changed my opinion. I, sorry. I've been told that I've changed my opinion <laughs> because he's speaking to George Lucas on the phone. And of course our main character told that my opinion, uh, is no longer what I believe. <laughs> and all the characters are sitting uh, across from Danny McBride, who's the head of security. Um, uh, the security force, of course, looking um, identical to THX uh, 1138. Uh, I love that. I, that was that was a really yes. that was a really cool little fantastic egg took type. Me four yeah. times to see that movie to realize, like, oh wait a second, that's yeah. Just not no, it, it hit me right away. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I uh, saw as soon as I saw the police helmets, I was like, oh, there's the 1138. That's them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, Danny McBride's character says to, you know, they're all sort of related. We're going to drop the charges and, mm -hmm. oh, yay. And they're all, and, and, um, uh, okay, what's, damn it. Um, Eric's, uh, not Eric, uh, Linus's character Linus. is speaking to, uh, the head of security and asking these questions. And so you don't immediately realize that it's him speaking to Danny McBride, but he says, oh, that's great. Uh, you know, that's, you know, they're going to be dropping and it goes, but, and you can also see the movie and they all freak out and there, and he goes, no, 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 you can see the movie. And immediately, again, one of those hard hitting parts of the movie is that like, and I feel it right now is that this person, head of security, or in this case, George Lucas, and like Pat said, they've demonstrated that in the past is that they have the empathy for someone who's going through a struggle and realizes that Star Wars is so important to them that him and him alone, who is likely on his deathbed, will be able to see this movie. And the next scene we see him sitting in the theater at his private studio and his face is, is has nothing but love on it. It was just an appreciation for the movie. And that's what this movie means to me is that no matter who you meet in life, if you connect with them on a fan base they will be able to put aside what they're going through and say you know what i'm going to lend you a hand and say you know what i've got you today don't worry about it tomorrow's gonna be better uh how can i help you today hey how about this i'll uh i'm gonna uh give you a hand today and it lifts you up and that that is a touching part of this movie for me pass no <laughs> i no i i you know having seen myself in almost each of those characters um you know at at some point uh, at various points in in my own life it's it's very um personal to me on 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 many levels i think that um that really the the conversation towards the end of the film where it's you know we're Eric basically says, it's just a movie, who cares? And Linus says, I do. This is important to me. And this is part of what, this is, this is part of the fabric of our, our friendship makeup. And, you know, it doesn't matter how into it you are or I am, it's, it's something that we can 
appreciate together and that we can partake in together. And, and the fact that I'm kind of really into Star Wars <laughs> and, and a lot of people that I meet are like casual Star Wars fans. <laughs> It's it's kind of one of those things I have to I have to like throttle myself where people are like oh, I like Star Wars and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> um so it's it becomes one of those things where um you know it's for some people it means a source of entertainment and it, and it means you know you know fun movies that we enjoy watching other people it's it's consuming all media books comics games you know series movies the whole bit um and other people it's it's a it's a huge part of life and you know neither one of us is is wrong in 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 what level our appreciation is for the franchise but you know we have that to to fall back on and to come together with. Mm. And I think that's, I think one of my greatest takeaways of this film is that these guys are just fans. Mm. And, you know, as, as I think we've all said, Eric kind of is, is, is a fan, but he's kind of been taken out of that uh, by the real world or whatever. Um, but finds his way back into the fold through the friendships that he's that he's forged and you know by the time linus is is no longer there um when when the mm. movie premieres they're kind of carrying that on you know for him for and him. for their their bond that they've all you know galvanized through their their experience through life and through their trip and everything they've kind of strengthened that bond where you know and i think it's i think it's brilliant how it shows chris marquette close his eyes and then sam huntington open his and brilliant. it's kind of that was a that, really that, cool transition. that bringing him along to the premiere even though he's no longer there Yeah, that was that was a pretty powerful uh, transition right there too. Yeah, um, really told a lot just in that little. Yeah, yeah, that little uh, couple seconds that that was on screen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know really how to put my feelings on this into words. I've been thinking about this all night, <laughs> so I might stumble on this a little bit. But um, <laughs> uh, but what else is new? Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I haven't really made it a secret that I've had kind of a hot-cold relationship with Star Wars lately, and even over the last few years. Um, you know, like we talked about before, there's all that whole dark period of time, you know, and so you talk about that in between Jedi and Phantom Menace, but then it also happens again, you know, and I know we had, like, Clone Wars and stuff like that. You know, but I'd gotten away from it a little bit, you know, you know, post... Uh, Right, uh, post uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, really started getting back into it. Uh, actually, a few years even before the Disney buyout and stuff like that. So, um, but you know, 
after Force Awakens, I was like full on Star Wars. I was like, let's go. Uh, and I was consuming everything I possibly could. And then Last Jedi happened, and then that stopped. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> and then about a, a month or two before Rise of Skywalker, it picked up again. <laughs> And I was all into it again. And then some other things happened, and it's you know been kind of cold for me lately as well. Um, but then, actually, the, the, the most—I don't, I don't want to say the most powerful thing—but the, the 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 one scene that got me thinking the most about this whole situation is actually almost the last scene, and it's when they're actually in the theater for the premiere. So you know, it ends with them camping out for for Phantom Menace, and then everyone goes in, and you you know you hear the fanfare playing in the background, and everyone's like there, everyone's going wild and cheering, and you have sand people and <laughs> everything, um, and you know that for me said a lot because that is what I remember uh, being a Star Wars fan. You know those moments, I will never forget the experience I had going into the force awakens, um, <laughs> seeing, yeah. you know, seeing that stuff happen. I will never forget mm-hmm. that feeling. That's for me. And I don't know what the rest of my life brings, but that is the epitome. I think for me of being a star Wars fan, you know, and, and it has to feel in, in, like, um, you know, I was, I was super hyped, uh, going back to see Phantom Menace and all that, but it has to feel kind of close to what everyone felt, you know, in 1999 as well. But for me, it, it, those years leading up to and then seeing The Force Awakens are... It has to be number one in my Star Wars memory. So uh, what I'm getting at here is, like, even even lately, like I said, I'm I'm really uh, uh, in a cold period on, on my Star Wars fandom right now. You know, I, I'm not enjoying the high republic that much as far as books go there's some good comic stuff out there for sure there's you know the bounty hunter series and those been pretty good there's that type of stuff but as far as like my current consumption of star wars it's been um cooled off a a good bit however i'm still uh you know i just went to a bookstore the other day about this about this the truce of backer Ooh. It was four dollars at half price books, and you know, um, so like, I'm still buying this stuff. I'm still a fan, um, and I and I've, I I know that there's tons of this stuff that I that I still need to go back and revisit, or you know, maybe even some of it visit for the first time. And like, for me, no matter how I feel about stuff that's coming out now or stuff going forward. Um, that scene in the theater is always a part of my life, you know, mm. like that is powerful for me, seeing those people camp out, seeing that premiere in the theater, hearing that fanfare come back, you know, people don't do that for any other movie, any other movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know, I, yep, it's true. you know, I've been to Endgame. I've been to, to the new Star Trek movie. People don't do that for that, for that stuff. The only time that happens is for Star Wars, you know. They rarely clap too, except yeah. for Star Wars. And you know what? The <laughs> wild thing is, they can be these people. You can be as loud during the fanfare. You can you know, people can be outside the theater with lightsabers fighting each other, you know. And then that movie starts and it's dead silent. Mm-hmm. It is 
total 180 at that moment. And that that is also something that doesn't happen on any other movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's amazing. And so, like, that stuff will always be a part of, you know, my Star Wars fandom, you know, going forward. Whether I'm watching episodes four through six while everyone else is watching uh, um, Acolyte or whatever, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like that's, I'm always going to be a star Wars fan. Those moments in that theater, you know, they remember the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. I'm always going to remember, remember force awakens. Uh, so I, I, I guess, you know, in a nutshell at the end of that movie, that's kind of what spoke to me the most. So, Well, you, that's you, my soapbox. That was fine gentlemen have, have just said some profound things here. I didn't know <laughs> this this conversation about this movie would um, bring out such deep and profound conversation. And, um, well, I mean, and Adam, I I have to second what you said with Force Awakens, and I and I've seen a lot of movies in the theater and been excited about a lot of movies. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I you know felt that excitement with Endgame and Infinity War, but there's nothing like. Mm-hmm going into the theater for a Star Wars movie, seeing it for the first time. And for me, I, I'm with you. The Force Awakens has to be... I'll, n- I'll never forget that. Epitome I'd, of that. And, I drug yeah. myself to that theater. I had food poisoning the night before. Like, no joke. No joke. <laughs> I threw up all night long. <laughs> Still went. Still went. The call, and my wife called the doctor. <laughs> she got me an antinausea medicine, and I still went. <laughs> um, we went. I saw the... Um... The Force Awakens with my family in um, Disney Springs. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And they had the whole red carpet rolled out in front of the theater. They had all the like, you know, the life size, uh, like the theater um, promo stuff. They had all that out, and everyone was was wild for Star Wars. You know, like 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 no one was at that theater. For anything but Star Wars, we yeah. went down to the waterfront in Pittsburgh, uh, which is a little bit past Pittsburgh. It's kind of through some of the uh, rougher sides of Pittsburgh. Uh, there were news crews there. Yeah, we know, got interviewed interviewing by the interviewing <laughs> by people. The news. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember driving past, driving to the theater. We drove past a house that had all these. You know, it, like I said, it's in some of the rougher sections of Pittsburgh, and you know, there was someone that had like all these like tattered clothes that were hanging on the line. I was like, "That's Moz's castle." <laughs> but so you know, we we didn't go to our local theater. We went down to Pittsburgh. It was like an event for us. You know, there was people dressed up, and it was yeah. it was it was wild. You know, and uh, and we had that experience, kind of like what what we saw at the end of that movie. Um, I'd just like to say that, you know, to dovetail off what you said, Adam, is that the very final line of the movie is, what if this sucks? Yeah. And taken as a, just a soundbite, you'd say, oh, <laughs> Phantom Menace, you know, a lot of people didn't like that movie, uh, Jar Jar Binks. But contextualize that statement from um, when it was written. It was written probably whatever 2007 whatever it was after the original trilogy was actually released Mm -hmm. 
um, and that story had ended and maybe even the Clone Wars had started. Who knows? Um, by the way, Ernest Klein, if you're listening to this, um, we love your work and we've tried uh, multiple times to get you on our show, uh, yet you still refuse. And we also love Ready Player One, by the way, which you also wrote and we've read and we want to get you on our show. But that aside. It wasn't so much of a refusal as in just a flat out ignore. Ignore. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I would argue that the, the ignoring is a step up from refusal. Yeah, there's, still, there's still a chance. You know. There's still a chance. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell me the odds, baby. But, you know, to both what Josh and Adam had said is that what if this movie sucks? It doesn't matter what your point of view or a certain point of view <clears throat> of a movie <laughs> is. You can still take Star Wars as a whole and look for the pieces that you like because as an entire story, whether it's canon or not canon, whatever it is, you can still find a piece of Star Wars that you do like and that won't suck and that keeps you there. And it keeps Star Wars at a simmer in the back of your life until it hits and you watch The Mandalorian and then you're freaking out over it and then you're enjoying it and talking about it. And then something happens, you recede from it. doesn't matter. It's an ebb and flow. And that's another great message of the movie. doesn't matter if the movie sucks guess what next week two weeks and a year from now there'll be something hopefully that's going to come out that brings you back into it and it's it's a uh it's a positive aspect of it that it's going to carry you through your life because hopefully and thankfully it's always been there and what's interesting about that is when chris marquette walks out of the you know skywalker ranch theater mm. and everyone's waiting at the van for him <laughs> And they're all like, you know, essentially looking at him like, you know, how was it? You know, what, yeah. Yeah. what do you think? Without, without speaking, they're all looking at him with some sort of affirmation. And whether he liked the movie or not, you don't know as mm. a viewer. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he looks at each of them and in my mind in that moment he's thinking of this whole experience they've just had as a group as friends and looks at him has that smile and says yeah chewy chewy <laughs> and they all they all receive that as 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 an affirmation that that things went well yes whether it's the movie was good or the experience or whatever the case may be, this was worth it. And and that's that's kind of the the mentality that that I think is, is important with all of Star Wars because there's so much different content, so much um, content that is well received by some groups and, and less well received by other mm -hmm. groups and you know, it's all about that shared experience or that individual experience. You know, I have certain personal, you know, uh, identifications with the movie fanboys and with Star Wars and everything else that affect how I see it. But then there's the overall feeling that I have with watching it that, that I share with, with you guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that whole aspect of... It's Star Wars, and we can all enjoy Star Wars. Yep. Um, is you know kind of what 
what speaks to all of us is that there's some aspect of Star Wars that we can all enjoy. And, you know, then we've got these these other, the umbrella of Star Wars that we're all Star Wars yeah. fans. And then there's the different aspects of the franchise that I may enjoy more than you will and you will enjoy more than I will. Yeah. And we can all get along. Yes. We can all get along. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are on Twitter. So... Uh, and yeah, no, not much. <laughs> so, Adam, I don't know about you, but I think that from a certain point of view, this was a pretty great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. From a certain point of view. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, before we end this, I got to say one thing. Of course you and- do. At the end of the movie, when they're all waiting in line for the Phantom Menace, when they, uh, like you talk about Pat, he wakes up and you see his eyes and they get out of the tent. The tent has sort of a R2 slash Rex color scheme when they get out. And when Hutch leaves his house, or well, the carriage house. and (laughs) It's a garage. The garage. It's a garage. And then he comes to the, 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 the block that they're on. The first tent that he looks into and sort of yells into it has an Ahsoka Tano color scheme and then he gets to theirs and I'm not kidding it's like wait a second hmm. I rewound it four times to watch it again so anyway it's just a cool tidbit but it was like that is cool. blue and orange blue yeah. and orange it was it was like yeah. whoa <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool, cool tidbit oh man hey doc we better back up we don't have enough roads to get up to 88 roads well we're going we don't need roads Thank you all for tuning in to episode 95, and this is the part where I'm going to hand it back over to Pat and Charles, and they can plug all of their awesome stuff that they're doing at Conversations. Oh, man. We do a lot of awesome stuff at Conversations. Great. Um, Time's up. All right. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where to go with that. Um, I guess um, we um, we are... Idiots, lovable yes. idiots. Yes. Um, You're half uh, right. Yeah, well, idiots for sure. Um, we do uh, a bunch of social media stuff. Um, I guess Charles does a uh, conversations.com. That's the flagship. <laughs> Not the mothership, but the flagship. Flagship, yeah. Um, I don't know what a mothership is. But anyway, um, we've got a Facebook presence, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash conversations. We're on Twitter at Swations. We've got the Instagram conversations. Um, we've got some sort of um, that thing where it's got all of our... Oh, link tree. link tree. That's the one. I'm like, there's a tree. Thing? I like how he can. I like a how he can point tree? and then go like this, and we all go That's the link one tree. Right there. Um, we've got um, uh, the Red Five Network, which I think you guys are familiar with. Um, Never heard of them. And um, I mean, we're just big nerds. We're doing a bunch of 3D prints because we're dorks and um <laughs> trying to set up our dioramas and our cosplays and just just any free moment we have goes to our nerdum which is right. fine for me and every couple of weeks we put out a podcast that people listen to or don't doesn't really matter um we have fun Today. and uh 
Did yeah, they? well, we hope. <laughs> Recently, not so much, but you know, uh, maybe this week will change because uh, not even our friends listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but this week's episode, I think that uh, much to a surprise, uh, and it actually speaks to what we talked about tonight. Was um, it involves the prequel trilogy and the uh, and the sequel trilogy and it does. how they compare. So this one, uh, this was an interesting one. So. This could be bad or good. We're not sure. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to conversations, you are missing out. They do uh, awesome Star Wars discussions. There's uh, top-notch comedy between you know, you know, just the, the banter and then also the you know, commercials that they do as well are hilarious. So, if you all haven't listened to conversations, you need to add it to your Apple podcast or you know podcast list as well. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to our show yet, please do. If you're on one of those apps like Apple Podcasts that lets you leave a review, please do that as well. It helps us get out to more and more people. Uh, we are continuing our watch parties in Discord, which are always a ton of fun. The last two weeks, we've watched uh, Stranger Things, uh, seasons one, uh, Season 1, Episodes uh, 1 and 2. I think we're actually going to take a little break from that and catch up on What If this coming uh, week, since mm. now we have a... Uh, by the time our next watch party rolls around, we'll have like three episodes of What If to, that we haven't watched in Discord yet. So we're going to do that this week and then uh, take a break from Stranger Things and then get back to Stranger Things the week after. Uh, so join us this week, Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern in our Discord server where we're going to catch up on uh, the last three episodes of What If. And if you're enjoying the Stranger Things rewatches, you can join us the week after at 10 p.m. again on Thursday and we'll watch Stranger Things Season 1, Episode 3. Check out the website from a certain point of view.com. There you'll find some blog articles that we've written, as well as the links as you, where you can send us show questions or topics. Uh, you'll also find links to all of our socials, which are uh, Twitter and Instagram at CertainPOVPod. Facebook page is from a certain point of view. Our email address is CertainPOVPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, leave us a voicemail on either Anchor, uh, the Anchor FM app. Uh, you can leave a 60-second voicemail there, or you can call in on any old phone at 724-901-1783. Uh, once again, that's 724-901-1783. Uh, we actually got a voicemail last week that I forgot to put in the show from our friend Nick Schaefer, so I'm going to go ahead and play it here. Hey, this is Nicholas with the Backyard TARDIS, and uh, you're doing Alien Month this month, and you asked for other suggestions, and I've got to go with... Stargate the movie um, when you think of aliens and conspiracies and Area 51 and all that what is more alien than the idea of the aliens building the pyramids and finding uh, an ancient gate that takes you to an alien world that could quite possibly conquer Earth and having to uh, deal with that alien threat uh, truly uh, uh, just all around great movie love it and it, you know, came so close to being a complete mess, but they, they pulled it off right at the end in the editing day and uh, was able to make it a huge success. So that is my recommendation. On another note, um, they, you guys talked about uh, being faith and whether or not that can confer with belief in aliens. And uh, as someone who is a firm believer in the Bible, I can say that the Bible... Um, you know, it, it describes 
the creator is, you know, being very diverse in his creation, so we can imagine he, he did other things. But uh, we give a reason for in the Bible why we wouldn't have interaction with those other aliens. Because we would be bad associations. So on that note, uh, the galaxy could be teeming with life out there. Uh, they're just all avoiding us here on this planet because, uh, well, you can turn on the news. So anyways, that was just my little little added bit to that. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you. And uh, thank you for sending that in, Nick. And he wanted to talk a little bit about Aliens in August, which was our last couple shows that we did. <laughs> does, does, the, does the phone number work for rotary phones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you I can, you can dial it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Got yeah, it. It'll work My for you. My cell phone has worked. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as, I'll give that number one more time for Charles. He can write it down on his little black book. <laughs> For Pat, I mean, for Pat, he can write it down in his little black book. <laughs> he can dial it from his rotary phone. <laughs> Be careful on your party line, though, Pat. Chew ring. I'll have to wait my turn. <laughs> yeah, I wait for the right ring. <laughs> um, also, you can cut this in however you want to do it. Um, your ears gone by that new little venture you started, Adam, uh, about Disney and its its history. Is fantastic. Thank I love you. the first blog post, Thank and uh, I think it's a really cool, uh, really cool little bit of Disney love. And thank you. You know, it, this is right up um, Tom and Michelle, Pat. Don't you think? Like Hyperion Adventures podcast. There. I didn't listen. Yeah, it was just a brand new. Uh, Adam just started this, like you. a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I actually launched it on September first, so a few days ago. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of how that's going so far. Um, so earsgoneby.blog is the website. You can find me on the socials as well, doing some Disney blogging there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, and uh, I was I'm really blown away. It's gotten almost 200 views uh, since I launched it on Wednesday, which is insane. I was not expecting that. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, so pretty amazing there. Um, but, yeah, uh, Josh, I want you, to, want you to let them know where you're at as well. I'm on Twitter at JediJarJar1722, and I just want to thank everybody once again uh, for listening. This has been a, a great time, as always, um, with our good friends at Conversations, and um, looking forward to the next one. And just remember that everything we said today was true. Let's all say it together. One, two, three. From, From a, a certain, certain point, point of, of view. view. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs>